Congratulations, you are tuned into the number one podcast where life has no limits. Your host, Joan Kaler, is the founder of Joan Kaler Counseling and Consulting International. Joan consults with clients around the world to help them reach their full potential with emotional freedom techniques, chakra balancing, and cognitive behavior therapy. Joan is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and consultant. Now, here is Joan. All right, everyone, torture over. Welcome back to Life Without Limits, where there are no limits to what you can achieve. This is part two of my awesome, awesome discussion with retired Navy SEAL, Larry, and I hope I'm pronouncing this, Larry Yatch. Is that how you Perfect. pronounce it? Okay. Yeah. We're going to start talking about team building and behavior change. Now, you've heard his story. Now, listen to how he helps companies learn how to motivate their team, bring people together, and create that behavior change. Okay, Larry, woohoo! <laughs> Go. So, how does all this happen? The one of the biggest pieces that I think helps people, especially at the, the very start, of this conversation is understanding where all this comes from, right? Why is this need to, to coordinate action so pivotal in our lives? You know, why is it such a deep-seated need? Understanding that, I think, really gives us the power to take positive action along these fronts. Where do you, where do you think this big need for, this absolute need for coordination of action with others, this ability to team, where do you think all that comes from? A desire, if one is spiritual, it's a desire to help more people. If one is motivated by profit, okay, I know there are some people out there that are motivated by profit. Mm. Um, well, more productivity. Well, I think what you were, the, your first answer is really the core of it, right? that this desire to help other people and that desire is actually very selfish. Mm, okay. It's a very selfish desire because one of the things that we understand is uh, if we don't have other people in our lives, if we aren't able to team with other people, we're going to suffer and die. And think about it from the perspective of a cave person, because ultimately we've been on this planet as cave people a hell of a lot longer than we've been on this planet as modern people, right? And the difference in my world is a cave person didn't have ready access to resources and a cave person, every time they left their cave was at risk, right? Significant risk of their life. It's really only been a couple hundred years at best that we have had easy access to resources and we haven't had to worry about leaving our caves and being injured. So ultimately we're, we're more wired to see and act in this world as cave people than we are as these, this modern society. And so as a cave person, if you weren't part of the tribe, you were dead, right? It was right. that direct. Right. And ultimately that lives with us today, right? Just all the way to today. If you aren't part of the tribe, if you aren't part of the team, you'll feel, you know that you're going to suffer. And this is the question I asked just to really confirm this. How many people out there have, have ever 
been broken up with, right? Been lost a relationship. Maybe it's a friend relationship and feel like you're dying. Yes. Right. We all feel that. Why? Because we know to a core of our being, like when we are excluded from the team, our life is literally at risk. I mean, at least for 200,000 years, that was true. And so our need to be part of the team is wired to the very deepest level in us as human beings. And one of the best ways to be part of a team is to be of use. And so when you're able to help someone else, you're cementing your position on the team. Cool. Okay. So I want to be part of the team of healers, which is why I enjoy helping people. And it is selfish because I feel good when somebody has a shift or is no longer in pain. So think of how, so say at some point, because you you've had this long career of helping people, right? And, and in some, I would imagine in many cases, significantly helping people, right? Changing the trajectory they are, they're on in their life, at least in their experience and their health. If you had a problem, right? A real problem. How many people would be there to help? Oh, I would say five or six. Yeah. Well, more I'm than not, that, right? not, not my clients. I love you all clients, but no, if I have a real problem, you don't have to come to my rescue. I they don't that. have to, they but how to. many would? Um, if, a lot, I guess. right? Because of the impact that you've had on them. Okay. Right. So you are so valuable to them, right? On and you provided such such a gift of say life or health, fitness capability that if you were in need, there is no doubt that many of them would love to help you, right? Would love to be of service. So that's because of the nature of being in a tribe, right? If a team, a tribe, it's the same thing, right? Being in an environment where you provide value and connection to someone, it cements your position in that group and that gives you the ability to be helped and supported when you need it as well. Okay. And that's, that's fundamentally true. And so our need for purpose, right? We talked about that in the first section, right? When, that, when my purpose was taken away from me in that hospital room, The reason it felt like I was dying was because someone with no purpose can't be of use to a team and gets excluded. And so living with purpose is what gives us the ability to be a value, which Mm -hmm. gives us the ability to be included in teams, which gives us the ability to have success in life. So when someone loses a connection to another person and they, or Say um, it's a mother whose children have grown, gone off to college, started their own career. So their purpose was in raising children or their purpose was to be a caregiver. And their team, right? Their team team. was their family, their tribe, like their their reason for living as well as the thing that enabled them to live, right? It's a two-way street. So goes away. Like when that, that, when that team, goes away, right. When that goes away, they have to either find another purpose or they do we'll suffer. They suffer. Yeah. They're suffering. Their, their experience in life goes down. And ultimately, you know, when we see this in, in the elderly, right. Especially say you have a elderly couple that has been together for 40, 50, 60 years. Yes. 
how long does the second one last when the first one perishes? Not long. You know, you say that. Yep. And I just think of when former first lady Barbara Bush passed Mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, how much longer is president Bush going to be on this planet? Because I thought, "Mm, God bless him. But that, and it's often not physiological, right? right, It isn't right. You know, some, oh, some system of body may, may break down, but ultimately it's, it's because of that loss of purpose. Because right. for 200,000 years, we knew if we didn't fulfill a purpose, we weren't included in the team. If we weren't included in the tribe, we were, we, our life was going to be uh, that of suffering eventually of dying. And so we know that we need to fulfill a purpose to have a good experience of life. And so if you're sitting there, like you said, unable to get off the couch, well, I guarantee it's because you, you have lost your purpose, purpose or have not been able to find it. Yep. And how does that tie back to leadership? How does that tie back to what we do? One of the first foremost tools that we're going to be, te- we teach both in leadership and in the behavior change side is how to identify, clearly identify and attach to, to strong purpose, which controls your behavior, gives you uh, the ability to take action, give motivation, ambition, uh, and strength. Hmm. I'm not quite yet, but I am going to share your website because I want people to know where they can go to find you to build their teams. Well, again, we I think even better than our website, we put together a a free training series for any of your listeners. So it's okay. uh, four videos that really cover the foundational principles of of teams, uh, as well as on uh, how to influence your behavior and the behavior of others. So that's the little gift we put together for for you and your audience. Is that the site that Anne sent me? Most likely. So okay. it would have been. Uh, Plan dash site forward slash leaders. Is that what you gave you? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we us we were in a surprise. We just gave it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the surprise was coming. Yes. So taking this from building a tribe, having a purpose to changing behavior. Yes. How do you teach people? to change their behavior? So there's going to be a series of different tools, but it all, all the tools rely on one foundational principle. And, and that this principle is a, is both a very empowering one as well as a very hard one to hear. Uh, it's one that I, I remind myself of often, uh, both on the good side and the bad side. So, uh, it's, uh, I'm going to use simple words, but it's very dense. So we'll go through it a couple times. Uh, we, you know, and you, it's every human being makes every choice 100% in accordance with their perception of their environment. Meaning every choice we make is the perfect choice based on our conscious or subconscious perception of our environment. So we never make a wrong choice. We make ineffective choices, but that every choice we make is based on our perception of our environment. And so that means that we are always exactly where we want to be. And that's what hurts sometimes because there's a lot of times where I look around, like, I don't want to be here, 
But if that was true, I would have made different choices and I would be somewhere else. Cool. Yep. And so this concept, this role that every choice, conscious or subconscious, we make is 100% in accordance with our perception of our environment. Mm -hmm. The hard side of that is the things around us that we don't like, we're actually choosing to have around us. So everything we don't like in our life, we're choosing, as well as everything we, we do like in our life, we're choosing. So that's the responsibility side. Right. So no you, one. Right. If ahead. you don't like something in your life, make another choice. Exactly. Now, that's the key. So a lot of people are saying, I don't know how, like I can't right, make any other choices. And that's where the second half, this is the empowerment side of that same foundational principle. If every choice we make is is 100 percent in accordance with our perception of our environment, if we can change either our perception of our environment or we can change our environment, we can change the choices we make. And so that's the fundamental principle of behavior change. If you want to change the choices you make, you need to change the way that you perceive your environment. If you want to change someone else's behavior, you have to change their, the environment that's around them and help them perceive it in a different way. If you do that, then we can change any behavior your behavior or the behavior of someone else. I love it. Yes. This is going to be a required podcast for all my clients. <laughs> I, I mean, this core point is it's what you do, right? You do that by changing both their internal environment based on the energy that they have in their bodies, as well as in the feng ways, literally right changing their uh, the environment in which they're in which oh my their energetic state right so the choices they make based on their perception subconsciously more than consciously of the energy in their environment changes their life life well, so when go here's ahead what i do with emotional freedom techniques first i help them decrease the intensity of the pain yeah Get into their, their perception of their the perception pain. That's of the, the key, pain. right? Because you, you, the pain may or may not increase or decrease, but their perception, perception. of it decreases. Yes, yes. Then get into their subconscious to find out what created that pain, their perception in the yes. first place. And What's now with my training in feng shui, I can go into their space, their environment, and shift the energy of that environment to support whatever they want to experience, whatever their goals are. I mean, I came home after studying it and I made changes to my apartment and I can feel the shift that she's definitely coming in my front door. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're only, you're really only feeling a, a small percentage of the shift, right? Because our conscious mind only processes 40 data points a second our subconscious mind processes 11 million Whoa. And so if you're if you're consciously perceiving some change you have to multiply that change by hundreds of thousands when it comes to the subconscious impact it has on it well let's just put it this way the lights on my porch lit up last night on the way to my front door and now i'm talking to larry the navy seal the next morning so there's been a shift yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm not even going to talk about the plank I can do. That does, that's irrelevant at this point. 
whoa. So helping people shift their energy, change their perception so that they change their choices. Yeah. So the, uh, we're probably about ready for another cliffhanger, aren't we? Okay. Yes. Okay, people. Another ready for this one. Okay. okay. So when we can, when we come back, we can talk about how your world is not real at all. Oh. Absolutely control it. Okay, people. The tease of the century here. We will be right back. Stay tuned for part three. Contact Joan at JoanKaler.com for training, speaking, or consultation. Follow Joan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Remember to share what you learned today with others because there are no limits to what you can achieve.